0: Hi, folks. In this next upcoming episode you're about to hear here, um, we do interview Morgan Keller from ISS, the International Student Services Office. Um, It's a great episode, uh, but it did happen right after we had heard about some potential guidelines um, from the Student and Exchange Visitor Program regarding international students and uh, requirements and such for fall semester. Uh, We are hearing now that the government has rescinded those guidelines that we'll be talking about a little bit more here, so if you hear those referenced Um, Please know that um, they have rescinded those guidelines. I realize that brings up a lot of questions um, about what this means for uh, fall semester, but please um, do check out the website um, for ISS. That's iss.wisc.edu. They have been doing great updates. Um, daily and keeping up um, with all of this new incoming information. So this may even change by the time this comes out here. So please do check those websites and um, continue to listen to this episode as we do get a lot of great information from ISS and a lot of uh, great resources. So hope you enjoy. Thanks.
1: Welcome to our Mental Health Services Connecting Padre podcast. My name is Mary Eldridge. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a survivor services provider with mental health services at UHS, and I am one of your hosts today.
0: Thank you, Mary. I'm Jamie Preethi Greatrix. I use she, her, and hers pronouns. I'm a UW alumni, and I facilitate guided yoga and meditation practices at UHS. Hi, my name is Casey Tice, LPC. I use she, her, and hers pronouns. I am an access specialist and care manager at UHS.
2: Hello, I am Liz Westcott Barton. I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I'm also an access specialist and care manager at UHS.
0: It is important to note that this podcast does not replace mental health treatment and should not be considered as such. If you are interested in learning more about seeking mental health treatment at UHS, you can web book a confidential access appointment through the My UHS portal. There is no
2: problem too small to schedule an access appointment. Access specialists are here to discuss your concerns and assist you in getting connected to mental health resources. If you have any questions about meeting with an access specialist, you can call the Mental Health Services front desk at 608-265-5600, option number 2, and we will answer any questions that you might have
0: before you schedule. Or if you prefer to get connected with a provider outside of UHS, we can assist with this also. As a reminder, you can access 24 7 crisis resources if in a mental health emergency. These include the UHS crisis line at 608 265 5600, option 9. You can also please call 911 in an emergency.
1: As you may remember, last time we ended our episode with our grounding exercise visualizing hot cocoa. Um, uh, so, at least, I think it was like you and me, perhaps, that yep. we're here practicing um, uh, smelling our hot cocoa and then cooling it off. Uh, how did it go for you? Did you practice it? Was it helpful? I know that for me it was great and I, I always love visualizing it and I can like actually smell it. I know, I know. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: amazing how powerful the brain is because I can totally I smell it. I see it. I like love the mix of the visualization and the breathing exercise. It's wonderful. And I also think like hot cocoa relaxation activity is just the cutest name for a thing. So I appreciated it.
1: Thank you. Awesome.
0: Mary, I was not um, part of the podcast, but I did try it on my own, and I loved it. We had some really hot weather, and it just reminded me of nice, cozy winter times. So thank uh, you for sharing that with me.
1: Thank you for sharing that, Jamie. Um, That also, right now, as you mentioned, it brings me back to those moments just cozying up. Um, So thank you so much for sharing that.
2: Wonderful. And uh, today for our topic, we are going to be talking about International Student Services. We have a guest. Thank you so much, Morgan, for being here. I will let you introduce yourself a little bit further and your role at International Student Services.
3: Yeah, thank you, Liz. It's great to be here with you all. Um, My name is Morgan Keller. Uh, My pronouns are he, him, his, and I serve as the Assistant Director of Student Transitions and Co-curricular Education. At um, International Student Services (ISS), uh, my title is very long, but in a in a nutshell, as they say, um, what what I do is I I do a lot of work with our international student orientation and helping students with their transition to. Um, to studying at the university and living in the U.S. and then throughout their program as well, supporting them in the area of co-curricular education. And I work with a wonderful team of talented people, our, and uh, our T- we call it TSET, it's the Transitions and Co-Curricular Education Team within ISS, uh, so that's our area. There's another team, the International Student Engagement Team, uh, that that is also coexists, um, but we we work in our different um, areas to really support international students throughout their experience at at UW Madison. Um, I just want to say thank you as well um, for just uh, Wei Chow. I, I mentioned uh, she's a great ambassador to our office and was able to connect us. So it's great to um, to be here and part of this today and continue our, our relationship as offices.
2: Thank you so much. And thank you Wei Chao. We so appreciate you getting us connected. Morgan, I can get us started. We have a couple of questions for you in kind of a question answer format. And we appreciate everything you're going to tell us. The first question we have is if I'm a student, when would I contact you? Am I automatically included in you know, contacts or do I have to reach out?
3: Right. Yeah, it's a good question um, for international students. Um, once once they're admitted uh, they um, have access to uh, teradata which is the immigration portal we use where um, students can submit requests and they use that for example to submit their request to get a um, i-20 or ds 2019 to get their their visa and then enter the u.s so once they have a teradata profile um, we're able to communicate with students and send them emails um, that way um, but we we have a variety of different channels for communicating with students um we we do announcements on our website as well as as well as in Teradata. Um, we have different social media sites where we do a lot of, of posting there. Um, we have a, a newsletter, which is actually something that I oversee that we brought back in recent months. It's called uh, Just Issued, uh, kind of a, a play on words with ISS in capital letters, um, and we put that out every couple of weeks, and I'm actually working on a pre-arrival newsletter for new students that will go out this Wednesday. We send about three of those um, for each incoming uh, cohort. So those are some ways that we communicate, but um, oftentimes students, when they're um, trying to get in contact with our office, they're doing it through Teradata um, by setting up an advising appointment with a member of our staff um, for 20 minutes at a time. They may also uh, send an information request, which is kind of like an email type message through Teradata to get advising support. And of course they can also use our uh, main account email address iss uh, at, at currently our, our main account is really it's really been a struggle to, to stay to um, kind of catch up on all those emails because so many have been coming in uh, because of recent guidance from the student exchange visitor program that's affecting fall uh, so I would recommend to students to, that if they if they are using those different methods, I, I think Tardot is the best um, information request, for example. But if they have to use their main account, they just need to know that it might take a little bit of time for us to respond.
0: Thanks, Morgan. Um, what would you say the most common concerns that your office assists with
3: might be? Yeah, absolutely. Well, lately, you know, we have spent so much time building um, frequently asked questions related to um, the pandemic and how that's affecting international students' immigration stat- status. We actually had two town halls last week uh, after the SEVP guidance was released. Um, one was for campus partners. I think it had over 700 attendees, and then there was the one for international students Thursday morning that had over a thousand uh, people on the on the call. Um, and so a lot of what we're helping with right now. Now is so many questions about um, the, the hybrid model of instruction for fall and what those requirements are if you are um, coming in an F1 or J1 um, visa or if you're already here in that status. So, you know what are the requirements in terms of those in-person uh, credits that you would have to take um, so a, a lot of that is what we're, we're assisting with right now but overall um, there are just so many different areas that we assist with um, related to students maintaining their, um, their visa status while they're here. We help with um, employment authorization during and, and after their program. Uh, we help with um, academic related um, authorizations like a reduced course load at, the, at near the beginning or end of their program, um, extensions if they need to extend their program for academic reasons. Um, and you know other things like if they they're traveling and, and need a, a signature or rather endorsement to, to reenter the country. Um, so really, a whole slew of things related to maintaining their student visa status.
1: That is really helpful to know, Morgan. Thank you so much for sharing that. It sounds like you'll have a pretty comprehensive, le- comprehensive list of services. So on that note, what types of programs do you guys offer? Um, uh, how, do you, how, how would a student access those services or those programs?
3: certainly yes we um programs is also or rather engagement opportunities is also very important to our office it's it's one of our key values and really something we all are passionate about and and strive to provide for international students Um, if you go to our website uh, you can check out our get involved page which is uh, again on the home page on the navigation bar Uh, and again if you go to that page you'll see a different programs that are outlined i uh, you can go to specific pages uh, i would say some of the most popular or well-known programs that we've had for a while that are more historical one of those is bridge which was formerly a um, friendship program but was recently transitioned um, as of last fall into a um, um, a peer mentorship program for international students uh, us american students who also participate in that program and it's um, usually continuing students that serve as peer mentors and new incoming students um, are mentees uh, and, are, and are, are paired in the program um, that's a wonderful program it is um, unfortunately going to be temporarily suspended for fall uh, due to the pandemic and um, just certain um, uncertainties but we are planning to definitely bring that back in the spring uh, and beyond uh, as one of our programs. And then International Reach is another one that's been around for a while. That's our cross-cultural speakers program. uh, And that is for international students and their dependents, and it offers opportunities for them to often uh, either on campus or in the local community uh, speak about their cultures and present and uh, facilitate different types of activities related to their their home country and and cultures. Uh, That's a wonderful program. And then a couple other programs I would mention there's the International Student Advisory Board uh, which my colleague Cherise Bunn started a few months ago she's the assistant director of international student engagement and they meet every month uh, and that is a group of international student leaders who voice different kind of concerns Uh, they kind of help us keep a pulse on the international student community and their different needs and concerns Uh, so that's a wonderful forum that we have And then we have another program that has been going that we're hoping to continue in fall called Global Cafe, which um, allows international student organizations to share about their culture and and host an event uh, that people can come and kind of maybe try uh, food or beverage from from that culture and and participate in a game or activity and learn more. So we're hoping to do that virtually. And then um, our This program is one that I started last fall that I would really like to continue uh, this fall, but in a virtual um, format. And the P stands for, um, yeah, it's practicing English and cultural exchange. And it's really a um, informal English conversation uh, group, as well as uh, a great platform for intercultural learning, learning and sharing, uh, and also learning about US culture. So we're hoping to continue that as well in the fall.
0: That is really excellent. There is a lot going on through ISS, it sounds like, um, and a lot of different ways to get involved. I appreciate that. Um, What would you say if you have one main tip or a few good tips for international students?
3: Sure. Um, There's there's so much... um... I I hate to be a stickler but I think one of the really important ones is to really uh, carefully read the emails and different communications that we send to international students because oftentimes they um, include very important information about your um, student visa status and how to maintain that and certain deadlines that you have to be aware of Um, and then related to that I think um, my, my advice is to really um, keep track of your important immigration documents uh, keep copies of them be aware of when um, when those documents are expiring uh, a common misconception is that um, you know some there are sometimes uh, international students who, who think that if their u.s visa expires they have to leave the u.s and uh, go renew it right away and it's actually quite okay for your u.s visa to expire while you're in the u.s you can stay here for for years as long as you're maintaining your student visa status, you would only need, need it to be uh, valid or renewed at the time that you're outside the US and re-entering. But um, your passport or your I-20 or DS-2019, on the other hand, uh, you don't want that to expire um, while you're in the US. So the, the, it's it's kind of an important thing of understanding, what is this document? What it, what does it mean? Uh, what do the expiration dates mean? And just really staying aware of that. Uh, and I think one other just tip in general for international students, um, is I really I really think that um, you know I'm always amazed by international students. I I think it's one of the reasons I came into this field. I um, am so uh, I really admire them for the journeys that they're on, going leaving being so far away from your home country, your home culture. Um, You're pursuing an advanced degree in a foreign country, oftentimes in a foreign language at one of the best universities in in the U.S. It's a a tremendous challenge and and, and once once you get to the end, it's a tremendous accomplishment. Um, I think the international students in that situation are navigating so many challenges and um, stressors. And sometimes they don't give themselves enough grace. They set such a high bar for their own achievement. So... um, I just really hope that that um, they can utilize our office, your office uh, and re- and and find opportunities to give themselves some grace and some some time to really try to experience um, life outside of the classroom and outside of their studies and really enjoy the the beauty of Madison and all it has to offer to really maintain a nice balance between the studies where you're, 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 you're going to do a wonderful job, but uh, enjoy the full the full spectrum of the experience and um, Give yourself some grace as they say
1: thank you so much for that reminder i, I think that um uh, as humans we do have the tendency to forget about that um uh, but i appreciate um your perspective on seeing the student holistically um uh, and not just as a student but as a human as a person so With that said, are there any resources to support students due to the COVID-19 pandemic? And how have things changed? And I know that you have mentioned some of the things and adaptations, but anything else that you would like to add?
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, So one of the biggest things that happened recently was last uh, Monday, July 6th, the uh, Student Exchange Visitor Program, also known as SEVP, just part of the department of homeland security released this guidance um, that really kind of said very specifically some requirements for um, different types of institutions including ours which is adopting a hybrid model of instruction for fall and so with that there was the guidance that um, students here on f-1 or j-1 visas need to um, take at least one in-person class um, so With that there's been a lot that we're working on right now in our office uh, kind of reacting to that and trying to support students through that process so that they are um, meeting those requirements if they're going to be here on F1 or J1 visa but at the same time we we think it's extremely important that students are thinking about their own well-being and health Um, and I I think honestly uh, many of us um, are very opposed to this guidance uh, we've, we find it to be uh, discriminatory and xenophobic um, and extremely irresponsible in terms of you know not really taking into consideration international students well-being I know that I think just today um, the uh, state of Wisconsin also joined um, uh, the lawsuits against the federal government, like filed a lawsuit against the federal government, so they're, they're you know, even even uh, UW-Madison and I think Wisconsin now are, are part of that as well. Um, so that's, I guess, just a little bit of kind of what's happened recently. But as far as resources, you know, one thing that we're, we're really working on right now is updating our frequently asked questions information on our website. Uh, again if you go to our website on the navigation bar at the top on the far right there's the COVID-19 updates um, page and that has a bunch of different frequently asked questions we're getting and we're um, frequently updating that information it's just right now this week we are pulling together our our latest uh, FAQs because from the the two town halls that we had we received um, a ton a ton of questions so we're kind of consolidating right now and are going to update that information but really going to our website and using that page uh, is helpful and then also reaching out to our office through some of those different communication methods i I mentioned earlier um, via email or um, teradata or appointments is a great way to get support from us and guidance
2: it sounds like there are a lot of different ways in which folks can kind of stay up to date on these sevp changes So I appreciate you naming all of those and answering my next question for me. Um, And I agree, we definitely want to make sure that we're standing with our students during these times. Um, So thank you so much, Morgan, for being here with us today and having an interview with us. Um, We will work on our visualization activity. um, And so I'd like to just encourage us all to take a few moments to make ourselves comfortable in our chairs or in our seats. And take a few deep breaths in and out in a way that feels comfortable for you. If it feels okay to you, I invite you to close your eyes. We're going to think of your favorite place, whether it's the home of a loved one, another city, another country, or maybe it's your favorite room seated in your favorite chair. Use all of your senses to create a mental image of that place. Think of the colors you see, the sounds you hear, and the sensations you feel on your skin. Remember the last time that you were there. Who were you with, if anyone? What did you do there? How did you feel? Remind yourself that you can return to this place anytime that you want to. I invite you to open your eyes and rejoin us. How
1: did that feel, friends?
0: That was lovely. Thank you, Liz.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Liz. I definitely can feel it in my body.
2: That and is I feel centered. Uh,
0: yes, that is one
1: I Same. really
2: do like. I'm a big fan of the visualizations.
0: Definitely a warmth that comes over you when you really do imagine that place and get fully in it. I loved it. Okay. Well, then to wrap up, feel free to tag us using the hashtag connecting badgers um, hashtag on social media with any thoughts, feedback, requests for topics, um, questions that you would like us to answer. Um, I do believe our next topic will be touching on uh, boundaries. So be on the lookout for that. And thank you again for
2: listening. Thank you so much, Morgan, for joining us. Thank you for Wei Chao for connecting us. Today, we would like to reiterate that we stand with international students and mental health services continues to be a resource for you. If you'd like to get connected to mental health resources, you can schedule an access appointment by web booking on myUHS or calling our front desk at 608-265-5600, option number 2. If you are struggling or if you're in need of more immediate support, you can always access our 24-hour crisis line if whether you are in Wisconsin or another state, by calling us at 608-265-5600, option number nine. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care.
1: Thank you, you everybody. Thank you, everyone.
3: Thank you all. Appreciate it.